You are listening to The Mallory Report, a live radio show that ventures into the mysteries of life, as well as the hot topics of the day, either political or business. I want to welcome everybody into this evening's show. Um, be prepared, it's going to be slightly different than the content of the last few weeks, but for those of you who've been around for the last few years, it's going to be slightly normal. Just be ready. <laughs> My guest tonight is Dr. Rebecca Housel, longtime fa- uh, fan, friend, all of the above of the program. How are you doing tonight? Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for having me on. So we were just talking. You said well, you said conjunctions. No, you lost me right off. The, I mean, oh. we've been talking for all of forty-five seconds, and you already lost me. <laughs> uh, we were talking uh, for those listening um, a few moments ago when I called in about the kind of uh, sense that it's just being a very difficult week, and there is this. There's actually three conjunctions happening this week. Yesterday, uh, or rather, um, yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> I was going to say rather Monday. This is where I'm at. So everybody. I'm a therapist. I, I work as a hypnotherapist and a life coach during the pandemic. So <laughs> I just finished with my last client literally 15 minutes ago. Um, so it is. it has been a long year and a half, almost two years. Um, and so, yes, uh, people may be feeling that sense right now of like kind of difficulty. And November is supposed to be a very difficult month. And the psychological effect of knowing that there's conjunctions, that it could be a difficult month, that the moon was just in, the new moon was in Scorpio, and that tends to bring things to the surface, according to spiritualists and astrologers. Just knowing that makes people feel a little bit like, oh, stuff is difficult. But even if you don't know about astrology, you may be feeling that way because we actually have less light right now um, in this part of the world. Uh, between October and March, there's actually an increase in uh, sensations of depression, anxiety, an increase in anxiety, things along those lines. So hopefully that's helpful <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. Well, I guess I'll double dab in this this nonsense of lack of daylight. This daylight savings time is a mess. Can we just end oh, it already? It I agree. It's just, I don't understand. I mean, I understand I understand why it's here, but honestly, come on, um, giving ourselves less light. It's, I mean, theoretically, we're supposed to have more time, more light in the morning. Um, but essentially, you know, it's, it's, I think it's run its course, uh, similar to the Electoral College, although that's not a popular thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave that one go for a little bit here. But... We'll let that go. <laughs> But, I mean, daylight savings time, it doesn't really matter because it's the same amount of daylight. It doesn't matter if you have it in the morning or the evening. It's the same daylight, but I don't like it getting dark at, like, 4 o'clock. Yeah, no, and and imagine if we lived in a place like Finland, um, actually even even Ireland, uh, so anywhere in Northern Europe kind of has that same issue with, like, light. Uh, We're in Finland, you know, as we get more into the winter months, it can be dark at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you know, so in Ireland, if you're there in the summertime, uh, you can have daylight because of where they're located because of their latitude. They have daylight from like four thirty in the morning until like 10 o'clock at night. So like June is awesome. <laughs> so if you can be out in the sunshine like so, a long time. So as usual around here, I like to double down on things. Mm. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Can we get rid of time zones and just have one time? Ooh, think oh, about it. Well, okay. If, if your business know. is open for, if your business is open from, okay, say you want to be open during daylight and just have it to be two to two a.m. to six p.m. here instead of being whatever. It's the same time. Everybody will oh, have the same clock. The no, I'm just oh, talking everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, just the same clock everywhere. Because of how the Earth rotates, I don't. I think, I, I think it is. I don't. Technology I don't allows know. this. Um, 
<laughs> uh, perhaps, perhaps, but uh, they they actually, I mean, there really is a like, like it is actually literally a five five hour jump ahead because of where they are located and and their day is different. Like they, we wouldn't have the same daylight hours if we all at the same time. Um, the sun so, doesn't change yeah. based on the clock. The sun is still there. No, it is, but they're on a they're three thousand like Europe is Ireland in particular I'm thinking of is over three thousand miles away. So the earth does rotate and the sun is not in the same spot in the sky for everywhere in the world all at once. You'll think about this That's for a couple of weeks, and you'll come back to me and say this is the best idea I've ever had. Just so you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can agree with you there, but uh, <laughs> just be yeah, just be I forewarned. Think, I I like the I like the I like the idea that you know what I do like about the idea is that people can communicate with each other, you know, and the idea that it is possible to sort of transcend time and time zones and still reach out to people in Europe or Asia or the Middle East or Africa or wherever people happen to live, Australia, New Zealand, wherever you are in the world, you know, Japan, China, people should be able to reach out to others. I love that idea of connectivity. So I'm with you there. (laughs) Yeah, if we were just all in the same time, we'd spend less time trying to figure out what time we'd be available and be like, yeah, I can meet you at four. Ah, I see where you're kind of, I see where you're sort of. Yeah, because a friend of mine in Ireland, actually, who I think you you may have connected with, um, I know that for him, he wanted to be on your show, but he's five hours ahead in Ireland, and five hours ahead in Ireland means 2 a.m. right now. Yep. (laughs) I I have some great people in Ireland and the U.K. and that that, that neck of the woods, and they'd love to do it, but it's just way too early in the morning. Or it's not late enough in the morning. Like, if it was, like, 5 a.m., they'd be like, yeah, I could, you know, like, or if it was midnight. But when at 2 a.m., nobody, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Well, they couldn't do the live show, right? But yeah. Maybe but, you record. You don't really, that's your whole, the whole thing that makes your show so great for people that are listening in tonight that I've asked to listen in, um, <laughs> who may be new to your show, is that Jim Mallard just does a fantastic live show. Um, and that's part of the beauty of it. It's a live show. And I'll, I'll prove it to you because Germantown Runner, who I'm sure you're familiar with and know pretty well, ah, has, a, has a great has a question ah. for you. Uh, pop culture seems to be in a rut. People are oh, grouchy yeah. and have short fuses and generally unhappy. <laughs> what areas of culture should we be looking toward for more? Oh, he's got quotes. Fun and hope. <laughs> oh, well, you know, fun and hope are like my kind of like, that's my calling card <laughs> right there. Uh, I love you, Dave. I miss you. I have not been on Twitter much because, you know, therapist during the pandemic, it's like, what can I do here? Well, he'll, tell, um, he'll tell me to tell you to find him on Gab. He's not he's not on much on Twitter anyway since he got oh, social media. Really? Oops. Oh, I said yeah, that correctly. Okay, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have missed you. I will definitely check that out. Um uh, where where the question was where is pop culture headed or yeah where should well, well where should we be headed for some fun and hope yeah I mean uh, in terms of the future uh, for pop culture what I can kind of uh, see happening is there's now um, thanks to things like the vaccine uh, being disseminated to like a good number of people not in every state but it does seem to be affording. Uh, people to be able to return to, like, say, comic conventions, comic cons, concerts. Um, things are opening up a little bit again. And so, you know, in terms of pop culture, that, that the comic con kind of craze uh, that I was a part of there for a while, that really was part of something called Nostalgia Stars. Um, and so I don't think that nostalgia stars are going anywhere. Um, I think we're still loving our nostalgia stars. So that's always a good place to go. If you're looking for fun and hope, go back to, you know, the basics. Go back to your Supernatural. You know, Netflix is great. I don't know if they have Supernatural numbers that are allowed. Um, <laughs> but they have the originals and they have Vampire Diaries and, uh, you know, True Blood is on HBO Max, which also has lots of new releases if you are like me and don't feel comfortable going into an indoor 
movie theater and you live in a cold climate and drive-in movies are shutting down <laughs> in the next few weeks. So, yeah, um, yeah, HBO Max um, is great, you know, for like True Blood and things like that. So I think that going back to the basics is always good for fun and hope um, just to kind of head back. And in terms of where pop culture might be going in the future, uh, you know, there's going to be like kind of a resurgence in comedies rom-coms uh things along those lines you'll see more of like that kind of deadpool breaking of the fourth wall um you know there's a lot more of a relaxed attitude the uh, loungewear <laughs> trend for zoom meetings is kind of going to be leaking into um into you'll see it in like netflix shows you're going to start seeing that more and more um baggier clothes and it's all everything's going to be more relaxed in general. So you'll see it even in your, um, even in things like superhero films, which, which will continue to come out and have been this whole time. Um, the new mutants, uh, black widow, uh, there's been a, there's been a number of them. I just saw the Adams family Two, uh, the animated one. Is anybody out there a fan of that? I really love that. Jim, did you guys see that? No, nope, I haven't seen that. Oh, they will love that. The animation is so, so good. So good. Where's that? Where's that at? <laughs> um, that was in theaters. It's probably still in theaters. Um, it was out in October. It came out like in early October for like a Halloween uh, release, you know? Uh, yeah. So it's, very very good stuff the first one is available i'm sure to stream probably i would check amazon prime for that for that um i don't know if that's on disney plus obviously things have changed so much where i'm talking about all these streaming services right <laughs> uh everybody was sort of uh really relying on that and cable even though people still have cable, it's really getting to be a thing of the past, isn't it? It is. So get your cable. <laughs> get get yourself a Fire Stick or a Roku or whatever. I was say Chromecast, baby. 25 bucks at Target, plug it in the back of your TV. You, you pay a lot for your smartphone, let it do some jobs for you. Get the Google <laughs> Home app and then you're... You can freaking walk. <laughs> so, since we're we're in the neighborhood, I did have this scribbled on the side of my notes, so we're going to go there. Um, okay, ready for this I like one? It. I'm uh, ready. The I'm next ready. <laughs> ne- next Ghostbusters movie comes out. The yeah, Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife in two weeks or the 18th or whatever that is. I think I am looking forward to that. I am excited. I love all adaptation because even if I know a lot of people, especially with the Ghostbusters. Um, and, you know, and people that knew me, I don't know, want to say way back when, but honestly, it kind of <laughs> get, that was like 10 years ago that I started that tour. <laughs> so I worked with a lot of people um, uh, that were in that original Ghostbusters franchise, uh, you know, including Winston, the character of Winston, who most famously is the only one of all the pops in the pop series for the collectors out there who like appears in the actual Ghostbusters car. He didn't have his own pop, and that was a little bit of a thing, but he was in the Ghostbusters car, and that was his, so that was pretty cool. Um, everybody's very protective of that franchise because the originals, uh, Bill Murray, was just all so, so very good, um, and, and at the time, brand, brand new. And it's similar to, like, you know, in a, like a love relationship <laughs> when people get attached to a particular individual because that person has given them something they've never had before. Use your imagination, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, uh, you know, that person inevitably, they're sending, you know, hopefully they're not. But, um, you know, I, di- I did just, you know, feel like proposing earlier tonight. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes there's ending, sometimes there's not. Um, but when that person goes away, you tend to feel like, oh, gosh, you know, I'm never going to have that again. And I think we do kind of project that sense from a psych- psych- psychology perspective, if it's okay for me to yeah. kind of go there. Um, we kind of project that sense of, like, attachment. And, and actually, that kind of goes back to our childhood. So some people are more adaptable than others. And that has a lot to do with the kind of attachment you form between the ages of zero and three. Mind blown, mind too. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So we'll segue through this because this is a fun one for you. Uh, some listeners, some listeners to this program get a Tuesday reminder from me of Bill Murray, not necessarily from cool. Ghostbusters, maybe from Groundhog Day or Caddyshack mm-hmm. or an award show oh, or good one. Just Bill Murray, random Bill Murray gif in their inbox because it's Zombie Land too. It's Groundhog Day, like you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> So one more from Germantown Runner here because before we dive into the well the thick of it, um, when's oh, the first Christmas? When's the first Christmas tree going up? Oh Dave, oh my Christmas tree's already up, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got it up, and the Christmas lights went up this weekend, and I've got all the inflatables out there, including one for Hanukkah. It's all out there, big Christmas balls, and no, I'm not joking. <laughs> Uh, there's no reason to joke about this, folks. This is legitimate information, I'm sure. It's really true. A giant freaking menorah. <laughs> giant. And, um, and then, of course, the uh, abominable snowman uh, from Rudolph, along with a Rudolph as well, an animatronic Rudolph. I mean, you got to have it. I said, go back to the classics. I, I'm, I'm not just... I'm not just blowing smoke, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm living it. <laughs> Okay, so. so yes, it's all up there, and I've got the tree. It's in full regale and everything. So yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Let's go. Bring it on. <laughs> oh my. Um, <laughs> there's not. There's. Th- this will be the fun radio transition here, where I um, grind gears for a few seconds before I get into. Well, I think I might already kind of sense some some overall themes that you want to go with here when I ask you this question about because it has been a rough. Well, goodness, we're going on two years now. I don't even want to say 18 months because mm-hmm. it's just going to sneak up on two years for us. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to come back to whatever normal will look like. It won't mm. look the same, for sure, but it'll be somewhat, it'll be within the, the lines. Somebody will, it'll look more familiar in six months than it does today for some people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, you mentioned the, the, just the winter seasonal depression being upon us and then this other stuff being upon us plus you know like it's just kind of it's been dark for the lack of a better word to keep it simple yeah. for the last while mm-hmm. how do we start to shine the light there we go keep it keep the promo or keep <sighs> the... yeah i mean that's a big sigh right there <laughs> um uh it, it's it, look, the one thing I can say to everybody listening is to please, 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 not just because I am one, but please reach out to a therapist, a, a good one. Not everybody is the right fit, and that's okay. You don't have to have the perfect match every time, you know, and just even it can, it can be like a life coach. It can be anybody that you feel comfortable talking to. Um just just please go and 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 have regular sessions i i i'm a big fan of at least twice a month um people going forward and talking to someone at least twice a month you know find find that person because this is this has been major Uh, what's happened is truly unprecedented and um it even though you know at the beginning there was that sense that we're all in together um even if apart uh, that that kind of fell by the wayside I noticed very quickly um, but but ultimately we really are having sort of an unprecedented unprecedented moment in mental health prior to the pandemic it was considered a mental health pandemic already globally uh, the numbers for violence against women gender-based violence domestic violence uh, were up high 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 so high that the UN came out in fall of 2018 with an entire report on how women were being killed by intimate partners as well as male family members pushed out of families and those were the lucky ones who got pushed out of families the ones who weren't lucky were actually being murdered Um, and we're not talking about one or two women a month the numbers were in the hundreds of thousands um, and and that's just unacceptable behavior and that was happening before the pandemic. Um, sex trafficking was at some of the highest it had ever been. Uh, it's, it's, so we were already in a crisis. And this has uh, certainly not helped. I'll put it that way. Um, for some people, they've definitely been able to take a minute. 
you know, over the last, you know, I don't know, quite at 20 months yet, but uh, we're, we're getting there. Um, I know that I think it was March 13th in the States where everybody that was abroad had to be back by March 13th, and that was sort of the official day of lockdown in 2020. So we've, you know, we're coming up on that two-year mark in March of 2022, and that's a long-ass time. We are all tired, really tired. Patience is running super low, super, super low, even if you're trained to be more patient with people. <laughs> you know, uh, you may not be able to be a patient either anymore, um, so... It's okay. I think the biggest message today besides seek out a therapist or a life coach or someone that you can talk to at least twice a month. Um, I, I don't, I mean, go to a Reiki practitioner, whoever you, whoever will talk to you for 30 to 40 minutes in a session, just go and let loose twice a month. <laughs> um, my other piece of advice is to just be kind to yourself, have compassion for yourself because then you'll have more compassion for others. Uh, we tend to be hard on ourselves and we're losing patience with ourselves. When we find that we are losing patience with others, it's because we are frustrated ourselves. We feel stuck and we have been stuck in more ways than one. Um, so I'm hopeful that people kind of forgive themselves and just remember that at this time of year before the pandemic it was common to feel a lot of anxiety increased depression because of frankly family events coming up <laughs> the, the fun dysfunctional families you know <laughs> just felt it no time more and then Thanksgiving and Christmas yay <laughs> <laughs> Well, they put the fun in fundamental. Oh, wait. That's not what I was looking oh, for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um. Well, fun and dysfunction. There we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Somewhere. Yes, the somewhere fun, there's the fun. fun and dysfunction. Okay. You got it, though. You got it. You pulled it out. <laughs> it's somewhere in there. I'm it's, with you. I'm with you completely. So <laughs> hopefully this is helpful information, Jim. I don't know how people feel about therapists. I know that some people, including me, by the way, prior to doing this, you know, many, many, many years ago, like in my 20s, I was one of these people that felt, I don't need a therapist. I'm fine. I'm strong. I'm this. I'm ah, ah gross. Yuck. Shut up, past self. That's just <laughs> not true wasn't true at all and it and it all I did was just leak all that garbage out all over everybody connected to me you know so it doesn't really help uh, we have to we have to be able to have that if, if you use your brain every day we think about going to a dentist you go to a dentist at least twice a year you chew your food every day but then you brush your teeth hopefully twice a day you can use whitening stuff you know all kinds of things to kind of keep your teeth and shape in between appointments. The one thing that's different between any other part of our body and our brain is that we are using that brain even when we sleep. The subconscious, for example, is working 24-7, feeding us information constantly. If you think that you don't need to maintain that more often than any other part of the body, I really don't understand why. I also would like to know why we don't have mental health testing for our politicians. <laughs> can I say that? You just I did. Like I don't know if you can. <laughs> I would like there to be transparency. I feel like there's a lot of um, personality disorders and so something like, say, narcissistic personality disorder is considered part of the dark triad. The dark triad is the social destroyers. Um, so it's narcissistic personality disorder, it's psychopathy, it's Machiavellianism, those people who are socially ruthless, and those, those three, kind of that triad, they tend to share traits with each other, they are social destroyers, and there's a lot of entitlement involved in all of that, and... Um, Anyway, it's a little scary. I feel like we have a lot of that going on, a lot of socially ruthless stuff happening. And it's not a political statement because it's kind of a kind of a politician thing, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of it going on in the business world and everywhere. 
But okay, so mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna dive. Mm-hmm. We're gonna pull back, and then we're gonna pull back again because I've got. Well, Brian Bowden has got a great question, and I have a, a good one for you here too. Um, Ooh, it, is it, I like it. Is therapy a never-ending cycle, or is it an eventual end? Is that that's Brian Bowden's question? Then I've got a good one. Hey, for you. Brian, thank you for that question. I I appreciate it. Um, so it's a great question because a lot of times you'll have uh, a targeted thing. Let's say you suddenly, because of the pandemic, realize that you're having a lot of anxiety leaving your home, for example, which is happening to a lot of people as vaccinations are increasing. People can now meet you out, but a lot of us are feeling like, I don't really want to do that anymore. And that's, that's that's a little bit of a phobia now that we've developed because, of course, it was dangerous to breathe. And in fact, it still is because vaccines don't provide sterile immunity. We know this. It just reduces viral load, which is fantastic because that means it's less likely to transmit to others. But we can still get sick with the vaccine. So there's still like things like the, 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 the Delta variant, the new variant. So I'm not meaning to cause anybody increased anxiety, but these are legitimate things uh, where we might have thought of someone who you know, kind of was always afraid of getting sick as having a kind of a phobia. Now we've developed this new sort of very realistic based in reality sort of sense of I don't want to leave the house. I'm like afraid, you know, so so but but you want to get back to quote unquote, as you were saying before, Jim, that sense of normal, even though it won't be quite the same as before. So, Brian, let's say you have a something like that that you want to have treated it's not like you can say to your therapist, I'm going to come in for one session and I want to be cured in one session. That will never happen. Talk therapy is meant to help integrate experiences as they come. Um, and, and that helps to reduce the trauma, which, uh, which we know now affects things like your limbic system and stress, for example, this came out in 2006. So this is actually really old information, but it is, it does take a while for this information to filter through the medical community. And so now it's really being embraced. Things like autoimmune diseases, for example, can be connected to high levels of stress, high levels of cortisol in your system. Cancer diagnoses can even be connected to that. That's what that article in Nature in 2006 uh, showed, that cortisol carried three compounds, two of which helped cancer cells that would normally, mutating cells that would normally just be absorbed in the body to actually, it was like giving them little passports in a, in a backpack full of food. Here, have something to eat for your trip and go all anywhere in the body you want, you know. When you find a good place, just go ahead and unpack the tent I'm providing for you. And, you know, so that's that fight or flight stress of sort of making it into a little bit of a joke, but... It's really not a joke. It's actually quite serious. So we know that stress can be a real problem, can be connected to a number of different physical, like serious illnesses. So, um, you know, you really do need to kind of see somebody on a regular basis. And ultimately, if you want to deal with a targeted issue, Brian, what you would do is you would talk to your therapist, talk to your GP first get a referral to somebody that that you trust meet with that person hopefully they're a good fit if they're not a good fit you don't have to go to them anymore (laughs) it's like a billion therapists out there uh so find somebody else especially now with telehealth you can you don't have to work with anybody even in your own town you can work with somebody through through zoom sessions i for example work with people all over the country and as well as uk and ireland um and Canada. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you can work with anybody now, anywhere, um, and feel if it, that person makes you feel safe, you can work with them and work out, tell them what your goals are, and they should be able to give you a sense of um, kind of timing or what they think would kind of work best. Uh, like as a hypnotist, for example, I work with people that have, like, say, um, let's say, grinding teeth at night um, having a problem with that and it's like affecting their health in some way Um, and so I know that if we have like an initial session about four sessions after that 
and then one a month for like say six months total along with some other audio files in between i know that that person will be really pretty much all set and if they can only do if they can only do that for three months i know the thing that we really need are like those first four or five sessions and then if we can just maintain it about once a month they will be able to be okay i know that um anybody that's practice that this should be able to tell you if you have a targeted issue about how many sessions they think it will take for you to feel better and then of course you yourself can say at any point I think I'm feeling a lot better but I do recommend that even if you feel better you should still see a therapist at least at least once a month given that it's a pandemic I really think twice a month is a good idea because you use that brain that brain is going literally 24-7, you're not even aware of the information that the subconscious is feeding you. Um, so anyway, I'm on a little bit of a soapbox, and I apologize. Nope, you're fine. <laughs> that's the soapbox Hopefully we want you to be. that was helpful, Brian. <laughs> Sometimes uh, people, though, Brian, it's like it can go on. Like I have, I have clients who we meet every week, and we have for years, and that's, necessary um, like if, if people have like say generalized anxiety disorder um, or a personality disorder or you know some some kind of major depression for example or bipolar one or two uh, whatever you have that's like acutely there for you you definitely want to try to see someone at least once a week uh, because stuff happens every day right Ugh. well hopefully it's awful <laughs> <laughs> I mean mental health is just it takes life takes a toll on us that's what i mean by it's awful you know it's awful how life takes a toll on us like every second of the day i sometimes wake up you know feeling anxiety after sleeping for like five hours like i'm literally sleeping okay how could i wake up feeling like that but that's part of how our brain our subconscious our memory how all of that works and um and knowing that you're going to see a therapist in every five to seven days or every, you know, 14 days is really helpful to allowing you to feel calm when you wake up, like I did the other day, feeling tremendous anxiety for no reason. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's all right. I'll just write this down in my bullet journal. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, hopefully that's helpful. So I want to yeah. jump. I want to jump back into a point that you kind of made, but I want to dig into it more because it fits. Yeah, I like it. You ready for this? And you, you know this about me that I'm mm -hmm. my own worst critic. I'm the hardest on my. You know, like that's anybody who knows me knows that that you're not going to say anything to me that I already haven't said to myself. Um, that's a Virgo trait, by the way. Yeah. So, but um, as you know, that can be. I don't want to say overwhelming, but I'll just put that word on that for at this moment because I can't. You know. Without having mm -hmm. a beat around the bush for five minutes, I'll just say it that way. And yeah, you know, I like you, it. you were you were saying that you know we got to cut ourselves a break. Well, okay. Well, here here's the conflict of positions right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> how do we do that? How yeah. do we do that? Yeah, how, how do we, we cut ourselves a break? I like this question, Jim. You, this is what I love about working with you. Honestly, I can trust you, and I feel safe in this space. That's also very very important. But, uh, you know, you really do have, like, these fantastic questions, and you're, you're honest, you know, this is, these are great parts of you. So, um, you know, actually, as you know, we've been friends for a long time, so I think you're great anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think your whole family is wonderful, and uh, I love you all. Uh, anyway, there we go. <laughs> I'm full of love. Well, thank you. The check's um, in the mail, but now to the question. <laughs> <laughs> now into the question, Rebecca. Okay. So um, how do we how do we get to that space of um, you know have increasing compassion for ourselves and then we can turn it outwards towards others? This is a great question, and the answer is mindfulness, increasing mindfulness. So this isn't some um, and I believe me, I was one of those people. I'm not I am not exaggerating when I say this. You know, I would I would even use the term granola nut crunchy. Like I would use that term in a real way, and I'm embarrassed today that I did, because of course that was just me putting out bluster. You know, oh that can't work. That can't. Of course it can work, and it does work. So mindfulness is again something that we're finding 
like a University of California study at San Diego from 2017 showed that using um, the sound of singing bowls, which is something that I do in my practice with meditation, actually help to measurably reduce depression, anxiety, blood pressure, hypertension. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, there's just really, really positive results. Um, you know, just made people feel calmer overall. And as you felt calmer, all those biological systems also calmed way, way down. And meditation allows us to get to a calm space. In fact, I do a meditation with people that um, asks you to go to a safe space in your mind. And it can be real or imagined. And it's just a place where you feel safe and secure. For some people, they've told me, you know, they don't have to tell me this, but some people have shared that it's like on the couch with their dog in a living room, you know, uh, or others, it's like their grandmother's kitchen. Yet others have said it was like a sunflower field. Um, you know, I even had a client tell me that they felt safe on a scaffold 50 stories up because they worked. Like that. That wouldn't be my choice. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you give somebody anxiety in three, two, one? Oh. <laughs> yeah, jump. <laughs> With or without a bungee cord, you know, or parachute. Hey, whatever. I have jumped out of planes. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm all for that. I love I love that risk taking behavior, and that does say something about my psychology. And you can all sit with that for a minute or two. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Totally a human being here. I, I cannot hide that fact. I am a mess, just like everybody else. Um, but I, I'm, like, aware of it, and that's part of that mindfulness. And uh, so when you go to the safe space, which we can go back to the meditation model, when you go to that safe space, you can I, – I tell clients that a window magically appears for them on their left, always on the left, so that it's predictable and that window is wide open, and they can see the world through that window. They never have to leave this space, but they can look at anything they want. They can go to Australia. They can go to Paris. They can go anywhere they want within that safe space, and I use repetition um, of words um, and things like affirmations within the meditation, um, things like simple things, like you're doing very, very well. And just repeating those things, you just know everything is going to be okay, things along those lines. And just kind of helping people to really be able to say to themselves, in any given moment, it's like a tool. It's like saying, here, here's a tool for you to use. When you're feeling, when you're sitting in your car and you're, you know, driving to a restaurant and it's been a pandemic for like 20 months and you're like, I go into that restaurant and there's like a crowd too. <laughs> it's been kind of jarring. You like go somewhere and you're like, oh, there won't be anybody there. There's like, it's packed. <laughs> I remember the first time I got on a plane and back in May, um, I, I just, you know, I went to go to my favorite city of all time, New Orleans. And I'm like getting on this plane and I'm like, there won't be anybody on the plane. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, it is packed. <laughs> the guy next to me is coughing and sneezing the whole time. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was literally having a total panic attack on that plane. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get COVID. I should have done this. I didn't have to do this. Why am I doing this? Oh my God. But then I got to the Big Easy and I was just fine. <laughs> but man, it is it is rough out there. So like, you know, you might be faced with these situations. And in those situations, you can do what I just said. You can kind of go to that safe space in your mind. You don't have to leave that space, but you can if you want to. And you can just keep telling yourself that you're safe and secure, that you're doing really, really well. Take a few nice, deep cleansing breaths. I always recommend people breathe in through their nose. Hold it in their chest for a moment. Yes, just like you're smoking a joint. And then release. And no, I've never actually smoked pot. And I know that that's like a weird thing these days. But yeah, it's never happened. I've never had the opportunity. 
Uh, anyway, learning so much about me today, uh, more than I'd like to share, but yeah, that's right, everybody. I am totally boring. <laughs> I watch a lot of TV and movies. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> I sit in my house all day. Okay. So I've got a follow-up story for you, which isn't related, but you'll appreciate this because as we I kind of reference as you go back to normal, but you know that things aren't going to be the same. I had a realization about this about last March, because you know you started wearing a mask, right? So what do you? Okay, mm-hmm. so opinion about this aside, I was self checking out, right? And the first thing I do is go to lick my mouth, you know, so I can open those bags, oh, and I'm wearing a mask. I and I went, you. wow! I went, wow! You know, like it was subconscious. I just went to do it, and I went, oh, that was probably never mm-hmm. the best thing to be doing. But you know, I had that moment of like. But, you know, yeah. I just, that habit of just doing it because, and then I realized in that moment that I've been, well, sliming myself pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what this <laughs> pandemic has also been like a, a silver lining, I suppose. And I love that you brought that forward. So when you're beating yourself up, please remind yourself that you actually see the good things in like bad situations. You're fantastic. Fantastic. Like pro level at seeing the positive, the silver linings in any situation. I mean, like, the shittiest situation ever. Apologies if I wasn't supposed to say that. I just had that thought just now. Um, but really, truly, you're remarkable at it, Jim. And, yeah, I think that you're right. There there has been a big recognition in that sense that, um, you know, touching our face as much as we did, you know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, everybody does it. In fact, I, I often get groceries delivered now because I'm trying to minimize my exposure um, because of family members, you know, things like that. So I, I, like, will pick up a paper bag that someone's delivered and bring it in the house, and I have to remember to wash my hands and not touch my face like you were talking about because, even before the pandemic, that's probably how 50% of the illnesses I got was because I gave them to myself. I just simply didn't think before, you know, wiping my nose or, you know, I don't know, sometimes I'll drool. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) You know, you just touch your mouth, you know, you just, your hands are, I tend to like put my hand under my chin a lot when I'm listening to people so I'm a, I'm a, I, I often would, even though I'm a woman and I wear makeup and most of the time women don't touch their face because well, at least the ones that wear like, like the serious makeup, I, I just, I just can't get into that whole thing. I just can't do it. I just don't have the patience for it. So I am me and that's it. <laughs> but I touch my face, you know, and that's, you know, anyway, yeah, yeah. We we definitely learned that we had some bad habits, and even wearing masks is something that Asia has been doing for a long time. And if anybody is kind of a world traveler out there, or has you know even gone within the states and has seen like um, you know any any of those sort of like tours from China or Japan in places like San Diego, San Francisco, uh, you would notice a lot of the tourists prior to the pandemic that came from that continent were already wearing masks. Um, because that's commonplace there, um, and uh, they have they have a lot of pollution in China as well, and so there's a lot of respiratory disease there, and so wearing masks is actually helpful. And so, if you touch your face while wearing a mask, you generally won't get sick. <laughs> you definitely notice it, at least if you go to lick your fingers. Um, mm, yeah. So, Tough just <laughs> just just handed to me. Well, not literally, but it came in the chat room. So. I guess I can't fake okay. getting a note card at this point, but we'll, we're going to do that for the audio <laughs> people. Um, Germantown runner via the Washington Beacon, celebrity physician oh. Dr. Oz is preparing to jump into the Pennsylvania State or the Pennsylvania Senate race on the Republican side. Hmm. Any thoughts okay. about Dr. Oz jumping into the political arena? I mean, you know, politicians tend to make a lot of money, don't they? And Dr. Oz already has a lot of money. And that's the other part with politicians, with U.S. politics today anyway. It's that most of the politicians that get into the game are have to be kind of well off or have money to do it. And I think that that already weights things in sort of the wrong direction. Um, so, you know, good for Dr. Oz, I guess. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't know. How do you, what do you feel about it, Dave? <laughs> I, I was going to say, we need, we need Germantown Runner's opinion on this. I'm surprised, but I, I, I was asked some questions in the chat room while, I was, while you were finishing up your answer there, because I was totally blindsided by this one, and, uh, Apparently he graduated from the University of Pennsylvania in the eighties, so he's got some some history in Pennsylvania. So, oh, he's from the state. So, so, yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, who knows? Uh, good for Dr. Oz. I hope that he's going to be a better politician than the ones that we tend to get in our. <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, system. Pennsylvania is going to be an interesting uh, battle for Senate next year, just for the. Oh yes. Oh, oh, I see. We're jumping into a whole new arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not oh, totally. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there for the record for the people that don't know. It's going to be a mess here, but I'm sure. Yeah, and and next year, and then in the next, uh, you know, in the next election as well in 2024, we got we got a lot going on. We yeah, got a lot but, going on. Oh, but anyways, yeah. we're, we're going to steer clear of all the the poll. Well. Most of the politics, because. But why? <laughs> <laughs> because it just gets me in trouble. That's why. Uh, <laughs> no, I, it, and I haven't said a single inappropriate thing. I know, but it, I, I, I no, you haven't. You've been fine. Um, <laughs> no, um, much to the chagrin of the listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> so here, here's the okay. So we've kind of touched on the pop culture and touched on the. Mm-hmm. the what, what else have I been missing about you? That we haven't talked about yet that you want to talk about? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, about me? I, yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I, I. I think we've probably gotten it all. Um, I don't know. I, I oh, did wait, 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 wait. at Harvard Medical School if people care about that. Well, <laughs> I'm sure somebody does hey. out there. Uh, congratulations well, about that. I Publicly, I mean, I've said that to you privately. but Thank you. That's very um, kind. I do appreciate it. I'm name dropping. I'm like, oh, I can't if anybody wants to know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't it, know if they're interested. <laughs> I've got news for you. That's good news to drop. Oh, uh, <laughs> I haven't mentioned Jason Momoa except I just did. <laughs> like every time, I'm like, and Jason Momoa and I are friends. <laughs> well, it's worth dropping. I mean, um, I don't know. It's I, I definitely used to be a big, big name dropper. Now it seems like like an alien when I think about that life, like like some kind of alien life form so, that was like running around with celebrities. Oh, please. <laughs> Now I sit with like my old dog in front of a, a screen every day. So yeah. <laughs> so oh, Ooh. speaking of screen, uh, yeah, website please. for everybody out there who may not be aware. Before I forget, promote promote the the website and oh, oh okay yeah rebeccahousel dot com. Thank you, Jim, for reminding me. And I also write a column for Psychology Today, but I haven't written anything new in a bit. I'm going to be coming back to that in 2022 um, as things calm down. I'm going to be able to resume some normalcy myself, um, and that's one of the normal things. Um, so that's going to be happening. And then I also have some books coming out. I can't say more than that at the moment, but I am working with someone in um, in Ireland slash UK who you know is also like you a is a radio person and is very, very um, big with anti-bullying campaigns. And so um, there's going to be a project there. And there's uh, a few other things I just can't say, but I will be starting a mental health uh, podcast uh, with a station in Atlanta, I think, um, that, that may be happening in 2022 if I can find the time <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a big if uh but yeah it's just, it's going to be called let's talk about it and um anybody out there who wants to call in can certainly do that or send me questions um and i and i will be happy to answer them so i loved i loved by the way i wanted to thank your your people listening tonight, the audience this evening, uh, for asking some really great questions about mental health and therapy. And um, if I can answer anyone's questions, you are welcome to contact me, Rebecca at RebeccaHousel.com. I'm happy to talk to you about it. Um, very excited, actually. Thank you, Jim, for letting me do this tonight. Well, uh, thank you for being back around. I mean, we kind of hinted at this early 
in the show that you've been around and have been around me for God more years than either of us care to think about. And yes, but it's so good, really. It's been ten years. Yeah, it's been ten years. I think in twenty twenty two, it's ten years that yeah, we've we've known each other. And you're right; it's very good, right? Like it's like family at this point. We really, it's we're just there. <laughs> yeah, and the we, and the fun part is the people who know me know, will appreciate this, like. It does. It's not. Why haven't you messaged me? It's none of that. It's always. It's good to hear from you. Let's you know catch up real quick. It doesn't. You know, like if it's been four months or eight months, it's not this. Oh, you. You know, you need to be better about. Oh, everybody's busy, yeah. and oh, you know, yeah, there's people yeah. out there who just get caught up in those little things. Like, just because I message I you doesn't mean I want something. It's just I'm finally getting to. Oh, hey, yeah, I haven't heard from somebody in so long. It's just uh, well, and you're very good at at keeping in touch, actually. So I'm not, I'm not as good. Again, this goes back to my own familial sort of patterns that I grew up with. But you know, it was they were not like terribly good at it, um, and still are not. You know, um, so I, I don't, I don't think about it much because you know I think a lot of people, if you have family who contact you who are like always you know some people are going oh my god my family doesn't stop contacting me <laughs> how can I get them to stop contacting me how can I have this dream come true for me <laughs> all I can say is it's not fun to be orphaned by the living and I'll just put it that way um, you know in sort of a succinct way but uh, you know uh, so I'm not like connected you know I don't have like that kind of connection so Jim is very good as, as many of you know out there, Jim is very, very good at um, just keeping in touch. So it's kind of too much time has gone by. Like as you said, Jim, it's not like, hey, how, where, where have you been? It's like, how are you? You know, or hey, had a thought the other day. <laughs> uh, or you know, it, you know, Bella will be uh, selling like Girl Scout cookies or something. You know, so like I, f- I feel like I feel like. This is how I am with my family. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, we just are, we just are connected. It's a soul connection, whatever. Virtualists want to call it. It doesn't matter. We just, we vibe. We're part of the same tribe and we're very happy to be like in that space. And it's just awesome. I'm always happy to be on the show. And I really haven't done anything like this in quite a while because, uh, yeah, I'm not like, I'm trying to like stay out of the, limelight of stalkers etc stay out of the view and reach of those people but yeah on one hand i'm happy that you're on on the other hand of course i'm happy you're on but of course i understand why you're not doing too much and that makes me happy because that kind of you know some people not you not you indirectly but there are people out there who are overexposed and Mm -hmm. they you know when they they do an interview nobody listens to them because they've heard them the last six weeks on every other show Yes, uh, I think that I was that way for a bit um, during that like Comic Con tour thing. But uh, I'm so glad that's over, uh, honestly. <laughs> but I do keep talking about it, so maybe I'm not as glad as I think I am. Um, I, I just feel like you know, I think that I think that that's part of what we were talking about earlier. It's connected to that that personality disorder, that dark triad, that like selfie culture. There's a lot of, you know, sort of self-focus and everybody seems to have a podcast these days, not a show like yours. Yours is like beyond yours is so well honed, so professional. And um, we're just lucky to have you. Honestly, you've had you've had like some huge, huge guests on this show. So I'm so honored, actually, to be on it. <laughs> well, you know, it's that fine line, right? Because you got to take those big ones when you get them but you got to remember who got you there in the first place so keep that track of that so figure that out yeah but you've had like jesse ventura you <laughs> you had like big 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 guests on there i mean that's a little political i guess but no, why are we on time jim because i'm like not... you've got like five minutes left and i've got some rapid fire things that they want me to well you know how they like to throw random things at me so i'm gonna throw them at you yeah i love it you ready for this mm. Turducken for I'm Thanksgiving, ready. yes or no? No. <laughs> no? Oh, somebody's, somebody in the chat room just crushed. I think he just left. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big N-O. <laughs> Sorry. No. I don't care if you leave. No, okay. it can't okay. happen. <laughs> <It was> wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Sorry Dave. Sorry. Oh. 
Oh, oh. no, I loved it. I want to crush things. No. Okay, so I, I can't remember. It must have been Cat Ward who asked this earlier when it was um, we were talking about getting dark, and I kind of just scribbled it down because it wasn't the time or place. But you mentioned it getting dark earlier, and the, the, the topic of comfort food came up. Mm. What's yours? Oh, fuck. I have to think about that. Sorry. Oh, my God. I just swore again. Okay. Well, that's the least of our worries tonight. <laughs> um, my comfort food at the moment, and don't like laugh at this, everybody, but I know you're going to laugh at me. That's why I'm saying is quinoa. Don't laugh at me, but honestly, I am, like, freaking loving my quinoa. I'm throwing fruit in there. I'm throwing veggie sausage in there. I'm putting a little honey, a little cinnamon I'm just mixing it up with some quinoa, and it uh, is my comfort food. I, I was going to say, she's putting everything else in there, so she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the green juice, man. I'm, like, drinking kale now. I'm putting pears in there. It's like, <laughs> you know, parsley, there's celery, there's a little bit of cucumber, but, you know, i I got to get some pear because it's like, oh. Anything to avoid the actual juice. <laughs> oh, yeah, but healthy is, is really important right now, you know. Um, everybody should eat and drink things that keep down the inflammation and detox the liver. So important. <laughs> well, speaking of detoxing the liver, uh, they want me to ask you what your favorite drink is. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, I, I've been really pretty dry. Um, this this I've been pretty dry for like almost two years now. It's so sad, but uh, as many people know, they've been listening to the show or they've been following me. I am, you know, Irish American. I had an Irish grandmother. I had other, you know, I'm like a big melting pot, but that's one of the things that I've been able to explore is that side of my family. And so going to Ireland is something I worked there. I would go there, like spend a couple of months there every year. And so, um, uh, you know, I really like whiskey and i was also a huge fan of tequila so that's very bad for you <laughs> it's so delicious <laughs> so as as you wake up from your black blackout your favorite retro <laughs> breakfast cereal <laughs> oh, okay that has to be lucky charms you know i can say that one right away i haven't had breakfast cereal in literally almost two years but <laughs> it's so sad to say that i miss cereal but um, it's better. It's better because I'm trying to eat like completely clean if I can. <laughs> so okay, here, not going well. <laughs> I was gonna say, how's that going? Uh, Germantown Runner pops this one up here. Actually, he's popped up a bunch of them, but I have to give him credit for this one because I would have never thought to ask you this question. So that's why he's getting the credit for this. Um, Soft boiled or hard boiled egg? Neither. I don't eat eggs. I'm vegetarian and vegan. Ooh. I don't. I don't eat eggs at all. Yeah, so, so neither. Sorry. Bad pun. Let's I'm try this next one on for size. Uh, Dolly Parton, a national treasure, yes or no? Oh, Dave, I know this is you, Dave. Oh, Dave, <laughs> Dolly Parton just has like a whole new line with William Sonoma. Please go check that out. I literally thought of you today, Dave, because I saw that. Dolly Parton is a national treasure. And, Dave, because you and I talked about it so often, <laughs> actually – Back in the day on Twitter, um, I I looked at the William Sonoma like collaboration, and I was like, Dolly Parton is a national treasure. Literally, every time somebody says, "What do you think of Dolly Parton?" I'm like, "She's a national treasure." It's like you hypnotize me. <laughs> I, I can't keep repeating. <laughs> I love it. Yes, 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 a thousand times yes. Dolly Parton. Oh God, I love her so much. Oh, she's so good. Okay, thank okay. you. Back, back to me. Actually, back to we're out of time. We've got ten seconds left, Aww. so I can't appreciate you enough tonight for joining me and staying up late past your bedtime and all that other stuff. Oh, I know. I had three and a half hours. Oh well. It. I know because I'm doing a class at UCLA right now. It's one of the things I'm constantly schooling. So RebeccaHousel.com. Thank you, Jim, so much. I really appreciate you. And um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Mount Report. Stay tuned for like, details like on saving are, money at the Duck Pond Shop. I hope you enjoyed this report. So grateful that you had Please me on. subscribe so that you so can join us again. Give my love to everybody in the family. I will. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. A reminder: the views and opinions of the show are those of the host and guests, and do not represent any sponsors, affiliates, or any other partners of the Mount Report. Now for your money-saving tip. Promo code Mallard at checkout of duckpondshop.com. 
where you can get your t-shirt, coffee mug, and other great products. That's promo code Mallard at checkout .com. Until next week, stay safe and keep whacking. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.